Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. We are back. We are live. It is Drop the Subject. You came to the right place. I am Allie. I am uh, live and in the flesh. And I'm with Justin Martindale. Welcome back to the show. I haven't uh, been on the air with you in a minute. It has been a hot minute. Yeah. I was with Michaela like two, three weeks ago, I yeah, think. Which I don't know. I felt like we just kept seeing each other in passing. We did see like, each other in passing. Hey, and I'm barely alive in the flesh today because yeah. of my long, long weekend. Well, you know, it was a Valentine's Day weekend. It was mm-hmm. a long weekend. Love was in the air. Love was in the air. And, you know, w- there was a lot more in the air in Vegas, you know, just because yeah. of the circulation issues. Yeah. But what was it like spending Valentine's Day in Las Vegas? It's I would ex- imagine it's either wonderful or awful. It's a little bit of a waffle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, you get you get the sense of like, oh, they're they're trying, and then you just see that one broken woman, barefoot, drunk with a single rose, and you're like, this is the bachelor I want to see. <laughs> you know, she's like doing that heel hobble. Yeah. Like she's kind one, of like a baby giraffe. Yes, like a broken hoof. Yeah. And just, and <laughs> just, just, and just clomping bleeding. around. Yeah, bleeding. And just, she's like, let it ride. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah that- Where's the Bellagio? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, do you when you go to Vegas, you, do you gamble or no? No, I mean I gamble, but like in other senses of the word. Uh, I gamble with life. Oh, okay. I don't gamble with coins like peasants. Uh huh. No, I did. You lose, just I, take a gamble on like a three-day-old shrimp buffet. Like what oh, kind yeah. of a gamble? Yeah. That kind of gamble. I'm like, you know what? Mm, shellfish after midnight. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? Nothing could go wrong. Yeah. You know what I like? A good open cough to the face. Ooh, yeah. you know, we will be talking about uh-huh. a lot of that stuff later yeah. on in the show because the corona's running rampant. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, there's a woman who uh, is in the Southern California region who is currently being quarantined on a cruise ship, and she's set to, I think, leave and come here very soon. Oh, can't wait. Let's <laughs> welcome her with open every, arms. Everyone is, like, giving her all this crap online to be like, stay where you're at. But I've got Don't things. Come back. But I have work on Tuesday. <laughs> so, but there are for just the tip Tuesday. Uh, we, we always share life hacks, tips, and tricks, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd share today. It's a theme show: how to travel without dying. Oh, I think I'm. I, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. like this one. Yeah. Well, you know, it seems like between the flight shaming and you know the fact that buses are absolute cesspools of disgustingness most mm-hmm. of the time, mm-hmm. uh, there aren't really a lot of safe options anymore. I think being in the privacy of your own car is probably the safest option, but if you're going from, say, California to New York, probably not the quickest way. Yeah. So we're going to get to that. Uh, We also have an interview with a guy who's coming in. His name's Danny O'Malley, and he makes fake meat, which I can't wait to try because I have a love-hate relationship with it. Whenever I see it on a menu, I'm always like, that's ridiculous. I should try that. I know. See, I'm like that, too. I get Whenever I go into restaurants, I, I play Fear Factor with myself. Right. I'm like... Let's go. Yeah. Let's, yeah, I like the just, challenge. Yeah. yeah. What, like the midnight sushi? The midnight sushi, mm-hmm. gas station sushi. You're a risk taker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever, this is a very random question, but Try it does me. have to do with my weekend. Yeah. Have, have how was you, your weekend? Have, well, have you, how up to s- speed are you on the Bible? <laughs> Have I've, you ever read it? Have you ever I've flipped dabbled. through? I've, yes, I have. Uh-huh. I actually had a, an interesting conversation with uh, Joe Rogan about it last week. Oh, did you? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have never 
really delved into the Bible. Okay. I've heard tell, heard it's a great book. <laughs> uh, they do have a copy in every hotel room. They so do. if I ever want to leaf through it, I can. Yeah. What was, what but, was the question? Well, well I, this weekend I spent some time with family and an uncle that I don't see very often who happens to be very religious. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. Very, 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 very Christian. Uh, I believe he was born and then born again. Oh, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know you could be born several times, mm-hmm. but that's that's him. So we got to talking about uh, the homos. Alleg- yes, yes. Right. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> those, those folks. So he was saying, and, and I'm wondering what the real passage is in the Bible says, because he was basically reasoning and saying, well, you know, in the Bible, it doesn't actually say that men and men can't be together or women and women can't be together. He was talking about the good old chapter of Leviticus. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. But then he said that he was said said the only thing that they really poo poo Mm -hmm. is the pedophilia. But do they? Well, I mean, (laughs) if we're going by that standard, then I feel like a lot of people need to reread the Bible. I've seen some Catholic documentaries on Netflix, so (laughs) just saying. Okay, we've all seen The Keepers. Oh, The Keepers. That's what I was talking about. Oh, my Lord. So my question was, Mm -hmm. because he was going, well, it doesn't say that guys can't go with guys or girls can't go with girls. It just says Mm. that we can't be... Pedophiles, and I was like, "Is this a weird loophole? It's, Why is there's that... also other things? There's also the Ten Commandments, uh-huh. and there's also like you're not supposed to wear two types of cloth, which that's awful. Oh, well, then you're I also broke not that supposed today. to eat pork or shellfish. So, so there's a lot of do's and don'ts that are ignored. Overlooked. But then, then why? I guess what I'm asking is why do the people who the Bible belters who say the Bible says that it's not okay for people to be gay. Where are they finding that evidence? Is there is that there? there I always feel like there's discrepancies. Or like, no, it says that in a different chapter of a different thing. No, I think it's either in it's. I think it's in Deuteronomy, and I think it's also in Leviticus because I went to a private school in Texas. Oh, uh, but see how that turned out for me. Um, but it's also I think. Wait, so the, hold on. So the chapter about gay guys is in Deuteronomy. Do it's in Leviticus, and I think there's something in Deuteronomy about laying with. It's either something. It's like laying with a woman who's on her period, or something like that. Like you're supposed to kill her, oh. or something like that. <laughs> you know that old chestnut. Okay, well um, that's but understandable. No, but I think that's why people have a hard time with it because it's personified rather than like an animal or a cloth. It's like oh, it's you know person to person. It's uh-huh. like oh, it's even worse. You I know? see. Okay, so, so you, it does. Say somewhere, I mean, like you're saying, along with a bunch of other random crap, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it does say you shouldn't lie with another man. But that's not, it's not saying you're doing it. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like don't lay down with another man. But pe- but people are like that means sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can you can have sex with another man. You just can't cuddle after. I mean, isn't that what they all want? <laughs> well, all lesbians want is just to cuddle. Why no? Which is why we should stone you out back. <laughs> well, I'm, I was like, you know, I, does it say anything specifically about ladies and ladies? Uh, or am I like chill? Like, do I get a free pass? I think that straight guys who have a problem, I think it says something like, thou shalt watch two ladies. Uh, <laughs> getting it on, getting with, it one on another, with one another. And going, <laughs> 
Uh, all right. We have a lot of other stuff we have to get to. There's a, a, a coronavirus <laughs> ship situation, yet another. Uh, Princess Cruises is really having a, a time of it. And I'm supposed to go on a cruise in the very near future. I'm thinking of not going. So we'll get to that and a lot more on Drop the Subject right after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Hmm, a lot of fears are <laughs> permeating the state of California, the country at large, the world even. Coronavirus is making itself known in, I believe, 18 different countries now. This is Drop the Subject, by the way. Allie here, Justin Martindale. Oh. Do you get uh, freaked out? Are you a person who's a hypochondriac? Do you get worried about getting these things when you hear about them? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> All right, just checking in. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to know where we stand. Just like everybody else. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you heard about the person in the building who traveled. No. Okay. What? Well, there was someone in this building who went to Wuhan. And why aren't they on fire right okay. now? <laughs> I will get a blowtorch tomorrow like, and bring it to work. I just will. keeping myself safe. <laughs> yep. Well, there's a, an American lawyer and a and his wife right now who are refusing. So there's a cruise ship right now that has been quarantined. Mm-hmm. I believe this is, is this the same one? There have been like a few different quarantined cruise ships as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But there's one specifically that's docked off the coast of Japan right now. And it's been quarantined because, uh, or... Uh, Oh, wait, no, I'm totally wrong. They're supposed to evacuate the coronavirus-stricken cruise ship that is docked off the coast of Japan. Okay, so you go on a Diamond Princess cruise. You've already dropped a little coin to do that. You get there. You're docked. I don't even know if you've gone anywhere yet. And then, boom, you're coronavirus-stricken and Mm -hmm. ordered to leave. But this couple... They're saying, we don't want to leave. We don't want to leave the ship because it's a lot scarier out there than it is on said cruise ship. <gasps> because they said that basically the U.S. government want, they, they're like, they want to take us off without testing us. Then they want to fly us back to the U.S. with a bunch of other people who are untested. Mm-hmm. And then they want to stick us in two more weeks of quarantine. And how does that make any sense at all? Why don't I just sit on the cruise ship, eat free shrimp and wait it out? But see, that's the thing, because this has made them agoraphobic now. Yeah, but... Because they're like, if we stay here, everything will be fine. But if we go out to the real world, we'll get it. Well, that's how I'm going to be in an apocalypse situation. Well, absolutely. But I'm just going to stay right here. It's also like, it's it's bad. You, it's, like, it's like you need to know your status. You know what I mean? It's like you can't just be like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's good. It's like, no, girl, you got to take prep. Yeah. Prep, that's... Prep, prep corona. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. to. Yeah. And I, I've never been on a cruise. <clears throat> have you? I have. Okay. It's I... very... Um, Everything can be fine, and then all of a sudden, it can just turn. So that's what freaks me out about mm-hmm. going on a cruise ship in general. I've been invited on a cruise this summer in June. I We have made reservations, but we have until March to cancel them. And I, mm-hmm. after reading all of these, oh, this quarant- this cruise ship isn't quarantined, and this other one's infected, and then they're all stuck on the ship, and then you don't know what to do. In some ways, it seems like it could be a blessing because your vacation gets extended, but on the other side if it's awful you have no way of escaping because you have nothing but water surrounding you where are you going we're going to alaska on a well i i'm not positive i'm going but it's supposed to be a 10-day cruise to alaska where you start in the bay area up and up you know up near san francisco and then you go all the way up to alaska and i don't really know what i'm supposed to be doing in the interim do you just sit on a boat or do you dock a couple places do you have it seems like i have to pay for every single 
extra thing like excursions, uh, food beyond dinner, uh-huh. uh, drinks. I mean, yeah. and then if I get quarantined, is all that free? No, no, uh-huh. you still have to pay. You have to pay with your life. Um, <laughs> but I just looked this up right now. The uh, Southeast Alaska geoduck clam fishery has tested positive for coronavirus. Oh, no. So don't go to the uh, Southeast Alaska clam fishery. I don't know, <laughs> but I feel like lesbians love a good clam fishery. I mean, we're like a moth to the clam. <laughs> but, so it's it's going to be tough. I, I You know, know almost yeah. worth it. I Yeah, I don't... So where... Sorry, where did you go on cruises? Did you go to Alaska? Did you go to, no, do any of those? No, I went to Rome, Greece, and Egypt, actually. Oh. Yeah, so it was, it was a little more it wasn't more virus it was more hate crimey so it was just like we had to deal with like you know people who didn't like gay people so that we had to act like we were just this large boat full of football players which which, and we're all in like our like booty shorts and our fedoras we're just like hey everyone let's play some sports if you're gonna go on a cruise ship you have to understand that there are gonna be gay boys in booty shorts Mm -hmm. that's just part of the cruise ship experience Mm -hmm. yeah you know uh uh Gay guys love to go on cruises. Yeah. Well, we had, I remember I had like a, like several locals came up to me and they were like, sports team, sport, uh, football, football. I'm like, oh yeah, bitch, we're playing football. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, don't hold hands, don't make eye contact. I remember in Egypt, we went through like this marketplace and this like butcher, straight up butcher, like, like with a meat cleaver hacking lamb bone, (gasps) just grabs me and I let out this like, like, it was the, (laughs) the loudest piercing, like, like yeah, like uh, I was about to be trafficked. Like, wait, he yeah. grabbed you, and then what? He just grabbed me, like to come over here to buy some lamb bone. Oh, yeah, he just wanted whatever. you to buy some yeah, lamb bone or something. Yeah, and I just went. Ah. So then, the amount of cruise that you've been on, you think it's worth it? I mean, it's it was a different time. You okay, know? okay. Do you feel like the cruise <clears throat> business has changed? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of like cruise ships that are just you know wrecking now and like slamming into docks setting and, like, on fire and then and... you see them like topsy-turvy over into the boat yeah there were the ones ocean. colliding which i mean those have to yeah, be that's two the one yeah i saw that or... one was like crashed into the other one yeah so it seems like the negatives outweigh the positives now when if you're going to alaska i need to know the demographic of everyone on the ship well see here's what i heard I heard if you go on a seven day, you got younger people. If Ugh. you go on a ten day, it's an older crowd. Go and, with the older crowd. Okay, we're doing this. So if we go, it's going to be the ten day one. See, but it's also with my in laws. That's fine. Which though. I would almost rather take. No, kids. The suck. corona. Yeah. <laughs> do not do a cruise with children because there's running and screaming. Mm. Go with the older people because if the coronavirus does happen on the ship, they have a weaker immune system and they'll go quicker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you got to think yourself first. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then if you run out of shrimp, you have something to eat. Yeah, exactly. Huh, interesting. Well, thank you for the information. Anytime. I, uh, yeah, I don't really know if we figured anything out. I don't think I'm going to go on this cruise. You're going to do it. You're going to be great. I should not. Okay, we're going to we're gonna do News It or Lose It a little early this show because we have a guest coming in next hour, so News It or Lose It is on deck. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Wow. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Okay. It's time for News It or Lose It. Justin Martindale, you have a bell in front of you, and I have three headlines in front of me. 
So that means you lose it or lose it. You ready? I'm in. Okay. Headline number one: Chef Dominique Crenn has found love with the bar owner from Coyote Ugly. <sighs> Who cares? Lose it. Right. Headline number two: Another life has been claimed in the retail apocalypse. <laughs> News it. Okay. <laughs> and I then, just love a good. I love an apocalypse story. Yeah. And then headline number three: Smelling your lover's this could improve your sleep. Wait, smelling your lover's what? This? Yeah. News it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So smelling something of your lover's could help <clears throat> you sleep. Yeah. And another life claimed in the retail apocalypse. Who is it? We'll get to that next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Justin Martindale, you have news two stories you have chosen wisely. I'm ready. All right. The retail apocalypse has claimed yet another life. Any guesses? Is it a store? Yes, it's a physical store. In a mall? Mm, yes, there are some in malls and there are some standalones. Give me a, uh, give me a hint give you a on hint. the store. If you wanted the carpet to match the drapes, you might go into one of these. This could go so many, like a, a salon or an actual rug store. <laughs> What is it? It's a home decor store. Oh. Um, it's been pleasing basic bitches for many years. Pier One. No, Pier One. one. Oh. But it's- Who's going to decorate Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants? <laughs> Pier oh. One Imports Incorporated. They have filed for bankruptcy protection after years of sliding scales. They are, uh, uh, they're based in Fort Worth, Texas. Of course they are. That's right. I grew up in Texas. I'm very familiar with Pier One. Oh, this is really? devastating. Yeah. Uh, They've been struggling with increased competition from, you know, everywhere else. And uh, I guess retailers mainly like Amazon and Wayfair have give them the run for their money. I guess. But they say they, they will pursue a sale, so they, I think, are going to try and sell the company. But in the meantime, they want lenders to have a little bit more money and a little bit more time. So <clears throat> then, of course, you file for bankruptcy. Do uh, the they, old chapter one I or know. seven. They had the best plastic eucalyptus. <laughs> they, had, they did a great job of putting fake plants in pots and making them look really real. Yeah. And I was like, I should, that's, like, just things that you would never think to add to your Ever. home. Or like, And then if I bought that, I would probably regret it as soon as I brought it into my actual home. But yeah. it looks so nice in there. You're like, you know what I need right now? This whole wicker furniture set. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's great because they're, conveniently enough, having a President's Day sale. Mm. Uh, I'm on their website right now. And Buy it's, everything! It's 30% <laughs> off all swingisons. A what? You know these like little wicker yeah, swing yes, things? Yes, I do. Another thing that you see in the store and you're like, Ugh. this is awesome. And then you bring it home and you're probably like, who what am, am I? I? What am I doing? Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's 30% off all swingisons and 30% off all rugs oh. and papasan combos. You know those other little wicker things mm-hmm. where it's like Tons a little scoop? Yeah. Oh, we had some pure fun while it lasted. Yeah, RIP. All right, let's talk about what you can smell of your lovers that will give you just as good of an effect as a sleep aid. Okay. The scent of a romantic partner can improve sleep. That is according to a new psycholog- uh, a new psychology research, <laughs> new some new psychology research from the University of British Columbia. But specifically, Wait, is it a location? 
if you want your lover's carpet to match the drapes. Pier no, one. Not- no. <laughs> it's their shirt. Oh, that makes sense. Their shirt. That our, makes sense. They said our findings provide new. <laughs> Does it make sense? Well, yeah, because you always have the you have the boyfriend shirt. You know, it's the it's the name of the brand of shirt where yeah. girls are like, oh, I want to wear my boyfriend's shirt, and mm-hmm. you know, guys are like, I can't fit into my girlfriend's shirt, <laughs> so they just go. It's it's the smell. It reminds them. It's it's a familiar. Their pheromones, their armpits. You know, people get into that. I would. Really, I mean, just me. Just pe- Just <laughs> no. You're right. Yeah. I would love to see the trend though of men wearing their girlfriend's shirts. Oh, yeah, just a nice halter top with a gut hanging out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's either one size, or it's either the tiniest or the largest. That's mm-hmm. what it seems like the trend is now with female tops. It's like either the, tink, the t- teeniest, tiniest little top <clears throat> or like the most gigantic top that goes all the way down to your knees. What did you call me? That's <laughs> your most gigantic top <laughs> that goes all the way down to your knees. Yeah. I have a confession before we tell go. me. I sleep with my own shirt, and I'll tell you why. Because I grew up with a blankie, mm-hmm. and my blankie's name was Boo Boo. And eventually, it got so ratted that when I was 16 years old, our housekeeper threw it away because she thought it was a dirty rag. Then I had my T-shirt, and I—it I, was like a pajama T-shirt. I had lost it in the bed somewhere. A couple weeks went by, and I smelled it, and it smelled like my blankie. So ever since, I've been sleeping with one of my own T-shirts. Wow! And I do feel like it helps me sleep. How long have you been in a cult? All right, let's go. <laughs> Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. And good morning, and welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson. And I am your guest host for today, Justin Martindale. Um, We just wanted to uh, break some shocking news out of Hollywood, California, that happened over the weekend. A celebrity family therapist um, named Amy Harwick, who is the ex-fiancé of Drew Carey, was killed in the Hollywood Hills. Um, This was reported, um, she was murdered early Saturday morning in the Hollywood Hills, and a Playa del Rey man has been arrested in the slaying. Dr. Amy Harwick was killed at her home. Her ex-boyfriend, identified as 41-year-old Gareth Pursehouse, was arrested Saturday afternoon in suspicion of murder. Um, Officers responded to a call of a woman screaming, and apparently, unfortunately, she was found at the bottom of a three-story building at her home. Yes, and they, they found her unresponsive, and they said that her injuries were consistent with a fall. Yes. So they believe, this is all alleged, of course, right now, but they believe that she may have been pushed off of the third story of her own home. of her own home. And this is, uh, I mean, this is interesting for several reasons. It's a crazy, crazy story. It's a crazy case. Amy Harwick was once engaged to Drew Carey. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, I believe, something like that. Okay. And Mm -hmm. then this is her new boyfriend now, comedian that you've met before. No, 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 no. I have not met. However, this is where it gets weird because as a comedian, there is a, 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 and the comedy store here in LA is is my home pretty much. There's a show that runs there every week called Kill Tony with Tony Hinchcliffe and oh, my buddy yeah. uh, Brian Redband where they bring comedians or they, they bring People up on stage. Aspiring comedians up on stage and they give them a minute to do their best material and then kind of like roast them, judge them a little bit. And this alleged suspect got up on stage and I think we actually have an audio clip of it. We'll play right now for you. Uh, I had had one today where uh, I've been told by, I I was talking to an ex from a long time ago and she told me that before. Talking to a what? I was talking to an ex Uh and she told me that when we first met, she thought I had, she thought my personality meant I had a small... And then I talked to another ex, and she told me the same exact thing. 
And I just want to make it perfectly clear right now, size is private. So, so he was awful. So he was terrible. And but his bit was about his girlfriend. His ex-girlfriend saying he had a small blank. Uh-huh. And what's crazy is that my buddy Brian Redband went on the news. Once this happened, I remember like checking Twitter and he is on the Kill Tony show and he was like, I remember this name, Gareth Pursehouse. Yeah, because it's, it's a, a weird ass name. Yeah, and he went back to the old footage and was like, oh my God, this is the guy Ugh. who allegedly pushed her off of the of the building. So the news has like found him and everything. And it's just it's just really sad because she was a, a mental therapist. She was a sex therapist right in West Hollywood. Her office was right across from my favorite bar, Gold Coast. Oh, Shout out to Gold Coast. No. Um but yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, wow, you never know who's Who's, who's crazy? No good. Who's completely yeah. insane? And she, I think, specialized in working with people who are victims of domestic violence. Yes. And she had already, uh, she, like, he, he, she was concerned about him. She and had the a way that order. She had a restraining order Several against him. But the thing is, is that the restraining, the restraining order expired. I think that's what happened. Was the restraining order expired? So like. Well, of course, then this is going to bring up questions of the system and how the system fails people because the system only protects you if once something awful happens. Yes. And in this case, it was too late. Yeah. Uh, what's good is that they've already arrested the guy. Uh, so, I mean, hopefully we'll know more when this comes out. But Drew Carey said that he's so devastated. He's not. The, all of the Price is Right tapings have been suspended for yeah. this week. I feel sorry for anybody who flew out here. To spin that wheel. To spin that damn wheel and play <laughs> p- Plinko. Uh, but, you know, this is just an insane story. It I, really is. I look, you know, I, I will definitely keep you updated as any more details come out, but really, really sad. I think she was in her 30s. Yeah, she's like. a really, really young girl. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a doctor, too. And a doctor. And the doctor was helping people. All right. No. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit on Drop the Subject when we get back. What did you think would have been invented by now? Oh. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that we should be flying around on jetpacks, but mm-hmm. that's not the case. So we're going to go through some of the things that we all thought would have happened by the year 2020. You can join in too. Drop the subject uh, at DTS Show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and give us your thoughts of what you thought would have happened by the year 2020. And we'll get into it when we get back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. It is February 18th, 2020. Ugh. How's your 2020 going so far, Justin Martindale? Ah, exhausting. (laughs) It is kind of an exhausting year, isn't it? I mean, I thought it was January still, because January just kept going forever. It was so long. And it's funny because everybody was like, 2020, it's a new decade. It's a new, see you with 2020 vision, y'all. All this crap. And then it's the middle of February and everyone's like, this year sucks. I'm like, when's it Halloween already? I know. I gotta pick a costume. Can we get a Mm do-over? Let's just turn the clock back, start over. I'm down for another New Year party. Um, All right. But what did you think would have been invented by now? It is 2020. There are a lot of movies that were made in the 80s and 90s that were like the future of 2020. And there's literally like robots and aliens living together. There's car and bus systems in the air. I mean, it's just crazy town what we thought would have been invented by now. And so we have a list here of some of the predictions that were made for 2020 and which ones came true and which ones didn't. For example, and then we can add our own, Justin, because yeah. I have a very specific one that I thought would have been invented by now. Oh, okay. Um, the life expen- expectancy will have risen past 100, 
which has, I think now it's still at I like seventy five. I mean, 76. Don't, don't they all get that like Welch's like Happy Birthday on Good Morning America? It's like she turned one hundred and fourteen. Well, yeah. Her dying wish was to kill her. Yeah, <laughs> her it's dying like, wish was to not live anymore. No, which she had been saying since uh, the age of eighty seven. I mean, I mean, th- yeah, I think that's kind of a thing now. Well, but then there's the average. There's people <clears throat> that live to be one hundred and twelve and one hundred and fifteen, and they're like, it's whiskey and cigarettes. That's yeah, the answer. That's my. It's always that, or like smiling more. I think I just saw a woman, she was like 104 or something. She's like, the key to living long is three Dr. Peppers a day. I'm yeah. like, I get behind her. <laughs> you can't F with jeans Mm-mm. sometimes. It's the jeans every single time. It's beyond your control. All right. Computers being invisible. Sure. I think they already are, aren't they? Some of them. No, Justin. Uh-huh. No. Look at your computer in front of you. You can see it. Can I? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, but I mean like computers and like there's other computers, right? I mean, you yeah. have your computers and then you have your computer computers. You know what I mean? Nope. Okay. <laughs> here's, here's, let me add mine while we're on the subject of invisible things. I thought by now we would have hologram keyboards. That's what I'm saying. Invisible computers. <laughs> See? Now I'm crazy. No. No, I thought that by now I would be able to swipe my phone and literally an invisible hologram keyboard mm-hmm. would shoot out from where the camera and is can... and I'd be able to yes, I would be like minority report yeah. moving apps around and things like that. Um books being dead. That's the next one on this list. Um paper books and documents are, you know, they're on the decline. I won't I won't lie yeah. and say that that's not true. Most people go to the libraries now for showers and free Wi-Fi. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, and they do have a solid DVD collection for yeah. anyone who still uses DVDs. But now you have you have, you have have Kindle, you have podcasts, you, you have audiobooks. You have audiobooks. Yeah. Now, I can't remember the last time I actually read a paper book. I'm, I'm reading one right now. A paper book? Mm-hmm. What is it? Jessica Simpson's open book. It's so good. <laughs> oh, is it? It's so good. <laughs> I, You know, I'm an audiobook lady. All right. Number four, every move will be tracked. That's your fair. every move. Yeah, That's, which people can do that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is tracked. Your Friend smartphone, finder, mm-hmm. your web browser, your uh, Alexa, your grinder. Your sure. Yep. Uh, you know, I can't say I agree. I know that for a fact, but mm-hmm. I would assume that's true. And then, you know, of course, hey, we're talking about Pier 1, and then it's like, mattress sale coming up on my browser. And Ugh. it's like, how did you even know that because I was... Because it heard you. Because it heard us talking mm-hmm. about Pier 1. Uh, the world's population will reach 8 billion people, and it's not... We're not at 8 billion. Right now, we're at 7.7 billion. But it's coming up. It's coming I mean. up. Uh, China will be the world's largest economy. That's another one, which is close but no cigar. We will have self-driving cars. We're very close to self-driving cars. They're backing up now. Another one I thought that we would have by now is flying cars. Yeah, that was very Back to the Future 2, which was, what, 2015? Mm -hmm. That was five years ago. God. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't want to get a self-driving or an electric car because I want to wait it out and save up for the flying car. See, I want that self-hydrating pizza that Lorraine got. Hydrate level four, please. Remember <laughs> when she puts the little tiny Pizza Hut thing in the uh, in the microwave, oh, and it's yeah. like, and the whole pizza comes out. Uh, all mm. right, it'll be normal to retire at the age of seventy. Sure, mm, sure. In the USA, it's still sixty-five for men and sixty-three for women, according to the Center for Retirement Research. That number has stayed relatively steady. Uh, Americans will vote electronically from home. Now, there's an idea. 
Uh, we've had a lot of voting problems. We have another caucus afoot, and there's a lot of you know questions as to whether or not the process is reliable, whether it's effective. There's a lot of recounting that happens all the time. I'm voting from home already. Oh, like you yeah, just you do just, your mail-in yeah, ballot? Yeah, do your mail-in ballot. But I mean electronically. Yeah. You should be able to do it on your browser or something, but then, of course, there are hackers. Uh, all right, let's skip on down. Cars will be able to go months without refueling. That's n- no. no, but, you know, getting there. Uh, heart disease and depression will be the world's top diseases. That seems pretty true. It seems right. Ra- yeah, I mean, who uh, doesn't love a good Xanax smoothie? I mean, right? Uh, especially in <clears throat> Southern California. Mm-hmm. Humans will set foot on Mars. Space Force, it's happening. It's, <laughs> you know what? We have sent a lot of people in space. Space. We've also sent a few animals in space. We need and to send more people into space yes. and just leave them there. We need, Well, it, who's in that Tesla? Because didn't well. he send that Tesla? What's his name? Elon, Elon Musk? Yeah. He sent a Tesla up into space. So what's going on with that? Is that just floating around in the atmosphere? It's got to make sure the rocks don't break the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-gravity belts. Uh, nuclear will replace natural gas. Americans are going to only be working 26 hours a week. And avocado toast will be $85 at brunch. Is that yours? Oh, no, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have more dropped the subject. We have a guest who's making burgers right now Woo-hoo. in the kitchen. Are they real burgers? Are they fake burgers? We're going to try some weird fake meat next. Hamburgers. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, now we've got some nice smells wafting through the mm, studio, which uh-huh. means that our guest is here. I'm Allie, joined by Justin Martindale. Uh, where, by, quickly, Justin, where can people find you and follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at Justin Martindale. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Just Martindale. Yeah. And you can check out his Joe Rogan episode. Yeah, check me out on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast uh, last week. Yes. Okay, now we've got Danny O'Malley in studio. Uh, Danny, you're from Before the Butcher. It's a. I mean, how long have you guys? been around because you were at Beyond Meat and you kind of branched out to do your own thing with your own plant-based meats. And so how did this all come about? Welcome to the show. Also, I love your name. I know I'm throwing a lot at you, (laughs) but um, how did this all begin for you? How did you want to get into this on your own? Well, uh, thank you, Uh Alan. I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Uh Justin, nice to Mm -hmm. meet you as well. Uh, I'll take it step by step. You gave me about 40 questions in about 30 seconds. I did. Uh, Do you want some more? Yes, but let me finish the first 40, and then, I, then I'll work my way through the, the, the front 40 and then the back 40. Okay, How cool. does that sound? That sounds good. Uh, I, I, I've been in the plant-based, quote-unquote, meat uh, area for now about six years, uh, starting with the innovator and leader in uh, plant-based meats, which is uh, Beyond Meat. And I worked there for three years. I, I broke away, uh, gosh, um, two and a half years ago hmm. to start before the butcher. And was there any bad fake blood involved or <laughs> it was everything? You just wanted to branch off and, and start, start it on your own for your own personal reasons. Well, uh, uh, yes, um, there is no bad fake blood. Uh-huh. Uh, it's all good fake blood. Uh-huh. And um, th- there is so much room for all of us. We, we are all challenged just to make the products fast enough for consumer demand at this point in time. Plus, I thought there was an opportunity to um, provide more variety mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit better nutritionals. That that's what we're what we're doing, and uh, so we, we actually have thirteen SKUs. You're looking at our, our retail products here, which we've got. Yeah, four. we've got all this stuff in front of us. It is the first family of plant based patties on the market, and uh, so we have our uncut burger, which is comparable to the Beyond Burger. Very Boston Channel Q friendly. 
Hey, yeah. there you go. Yes. I mean, we've got uncut, I love that. Yeah, we've got an uncut to- uh, roasted turkey burger. Leave it to the lesbian. We've right? got an uncut uh, regular plant-based burger. We've got an uncut breakfast sausage. Yeah. And an uncut savory chicken burger. I mean, you're right. You go right. to the freezer section where it says, you know, meat alternatives, and that section's getting bigger and bigger everywhere you look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, you know, I read these articles about the, how they make it and how it might be a little more, more processed than, yeah. you know, the than actual meat. But the benefit outweigh the negatives, am I right? As far as creating it and the process of making fake meat, what is that like and can you kind of ease or address some people's concerns with how they make it? Well, look, almost everything we eat today is processed. Even a hamburger is processed. I'm processed. Yes, I am as well, but in a good way, Mm -hmm. right? So there's different ways of processing. We we like to think that ours is lightly processed, but it is a process. I mean, this this is not something you would normally make in your kitchen. There is science behind it. And to be able to develop a product that has the bite, the chew, the texture, and the flavor and taste of a burger, but it's made out of plants, Mm -hmm. pretty cool, huh? I think so. It's pretty amazing. Uh, wait until you try it. Okay, what do we get into? Well, okay. well, okay. Well, we're gonna try it in a second, but I had a couple uh, more. Allie, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, well, we have all of the options in front of us, and I, I well, told you, you Danny, not to tell me which ones are which Very because good. I want to be able to guess which ones are which because we got the burger, we got a turkey burger, we got the sausage, and we got the chicken burger, but. When it comes, like, what do you think is the obsession around people wanting to eat? Like, okay, I'm going to eat something plant-based. I'm going to go plant-based. Why choose something that looks and tastes like the real thing? Why not just eat something else? Well, because these products are really made for meat eaters. And when you're, when you're, to break your comfort zone and things that you're comfortable eating to start with is difficult. So if I if you're a meat eater, right, and you and you and I say to you, hey, look, you should uh, become plant based or vegan or vegetarian, it is a very challenging. Hold on, let me get my pitchfork. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. challenging to do so. <laughs> but but if I, I like s- my <laughs> Allie, if I said to you, uh, look, I know you're a meat eater. You love your meat, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true, right? Um, but I can provide something that's better for you, better for the planet, better for the animals, and you're going to feel like you're still eating a burger the way you like to eat a burger? Wouldn't you try it at least? No, no, I definitely am into the idea of it. I guess I, um, you know, I still love the taste of, you know, grilling up a burger yeah. and everything like that, but you can put this on the grill? We're doing the same thing. Yeah, it's best on a grill. It's awesome on a grill. Yeah, it is. Uh, what are we waiting for? <laughs> all right, all right, Justin, then take a bite. Because, Which one do I get? This one? All right, yeah, take a bite of this one because we have I, four different burgers here. I'll had, take a bite with you. I had In-N-Out yesterday. Uh-huh. And I'm not, In-N-Out's, eh, it's okay. But You're uh, meh so. about In-N-Out Well, burger? I'm from Texas. I like Whataburger, so. Oh, oh you're one right. of those Texas guys. Mm-hmm. All my exes are in Texas, by the way. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all good. Okay, so what are you thinking about this, Justin? I've got that. So this is the. I think this is the regular burger from my from what I'm looking at here, and it's got lettuce, tomato. Are the uh, is the bread gluten free and all that? No. It is not gluten free. No. Mm-hmm. Come on okay. now. I'm just saying. Uh, but right, it is puke vegan. Puke it up. Puke it up. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. That 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 is uh, the bread is vegan as well. So. Mm, and of course, okay. the lettuce and tomato mm-hmm. are right. plant based. That is actually not bad. Now. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the environmental benefits of eating mm-hmm. plant-based, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone, always, I mean, I don't know a lot of the details about it, but I always hear the methane. Mm. The methane's the big problem, right? Yeah. That's what's really screwing everything up, and that's from cows. Yeah, yeah, you know what they're doing. That's how You know how they produce that methane. Farting. They fart. And burping, yeah. Fart and burp. Yeah. So it, if we can just give them some mm. gas X, some problem, problem solved. Yeah. 
Somebody's working on that, from what I understand. There's a scientist that is trying to work on something like that to help them uh, out in the fields when when uh, that you know when they're digesting in the really comes out of both ends. Someone's so, trying to actively try and make the cows. Of course, not fire. you know th- this is. Uh, Free economy here. I mean, you're out there trying to make money one way or the other, right? If, they, if somebody can do that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more power to them. But uh, let me give you some facts and figures. Please How's that do. sound? Okay. So this is a study from the university. Wait, while you give us some facts and figures, <laughs> okay. I want to eat yeah, the dig other. Yeah, in, dig All into right, this one here. Ahead. From the University of Michigan, okay? And they compared a four-ounce plant-based burger to a four-ounce beef burger, uh-huh. okay? All the way across the board uh, from beginning to end. And here are some of the statistics, and I think it's going to blow your mind. Okay. All right? So the plant-based burger generates 80% less greenhouse gas emissions than the beef-based burger. Wow. 80%. Mm-hmm. Huge, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, it also requires 46% less energy to produce a right. four-ounce plant-based burger. Now, here are the numbers that are really crazy. 99% less impact on water scarcity. 99%. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So you got to remember from beginning mm-hmm. to end here, when, when you're talking about feeding a cow or cattle, uh, they're generally eating grain or, or <clears throat> soy-based grains and things like that that are gener- uh, you know, GMO. Um, so if, for, for us, if we were to eat a plant-based burger, it may be uh, one day's worth of grain or something like that, right? For the cow, they're doing that for years. Huh. The same amount. Interesting. So this is the beginning of turning things around in the, in the other direction. Yeah, yes. Yes. Makes huh. sense. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, Danny O'Malley, stick <clears throat> around. We've got you for another segment, and we have more burgers to eat. So uh, Danny uh, will be back with Drop the Subject, and uh, we're going to try some more plant-based goodies from before the butcher when we get back. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the Subject. Allie, Justin Martindale burping his way through a plant-based <laughs> burger. <laughs> we're here. With Danny O'Malley from Before the Butcher, Danny is—he's uh, making—he's making moves in the plant-based industry. Uh, I'm about to taste live on the air the fourth, or no, you had three His, different things that you brought today: right, yes. right. the uncut four. burger, yeah, the uncut chicken burger, and now this is the breakfast sausage. So I'm yeah. just gonna. Oh, yeah. oh, it's really good. Yeah. It's my favorite. Mm. You know, I like so. Tell me how. You mm-hmm. arrive on a flavor like this because this is the breakfast sausage. It's got a nice little spice to it. What is the trial and error like? How long does it take? Are you like, okay, I spent four months coming up with this taste and now it's not right. I have to start all over again. Yeah. Well, usually there's an evolution. So you, you continue to evolve what you're uh, making to until you get to the point that you, you've hit that texture, the bite, the chew, the taste that you're mm-hmm. looking for. So w- we figured out the texture, as you can see. How, how, yeah. And that's it's really important. Yeah, it's yeah, really it important. Definitely it's got, has but a, it's got a that patty it, consistency. Yeah, it's got to have that bite and chew. You're like, wow, that's really similar to, to animal-based meat. The flavor is is challenging. So getting a flavor uh, is really, really important because that's when you're like, oh my God, that tastes so good. I got yeah. I got to eat some more of it. That that one's actually award winning. We won the uh, oh. what, what's called the oh. you'll you'll love you'll love what it's called. It's called the Fabby Award. The Fabby. What yeah. is that? It's what's food that? and beverage in- food innovation and award beverage for innovation. Yeah. Ah. 
Yeah. If you had given us another five seconds, we would have gotten Oh, I'm sure you would have been all over it. So, Dom, do you feel pressure to attach to big-name restaurants and fast food places? You know, you're always reading about impossible foods and beyond meat going through McDonald's or KFC or whatever. Are you trying to do that as well, or are you mainly doing retail grocery stores? Like, I know you're in Albertsons. Right, right. Well, you know, it would be pretty cool to get attached to a a large chain, but being able to scale up and handle that is Mm -hmm. important uh, as well. So, for us... Us, we want to make sure that we've got we can make enough product to take care of the customers we have and the customers we're going to have. So we've been food service, which which are restaurants and and catering and so on and so forth, schools K through twelve. We do a Los Angeles Unified School District. Oh, that's fantastic! So we we do some really cool things, uh, and we just entered retail, so grocery stores. We're in Albertsons, Vons, Pavilions, Ralphs, all in Southern California, Whole Foods as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. What I've about seen Gelson's? It. No, what not about- yet. <laughs> We're getting we're getting mm-hmm. ready to, to we're also in Mother's Market and we're getting ready to launch fully into Bristol Farms. Oh, right on! Oh, well, now, that that's a good tip. Now, over the uh, over the break, you were talking to us about flexitarianism. Yeah. So what what is that all about? So I'm going to explain too. And we are got, we that? I, I don't think you are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but I'll tell you what I think you are. Okay. If you can handle it. I can I can handle it. Okay. So flexitarian mm-hmm. is basically a vegetarian that cheats. In a good way. So from time to time, if they want to have a regular burger or some chicken or something like that, they'll go ahead and do it. Uh, and a meat reducer is basically a meat eater that says, hey, I'm going to reduce my consumption of animal-based meats and eat more plant-based. So I, I think that's probably closer to, to what the two of you are. I think that I think I am. I'm, I, I'm coming out as a uh, flexitarian on air. As a, no, as oh, a you, meat reducer. Meat reducer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a... But you're flexitarian-curious. Yes, I'm flexicurious. Yeah, yes. because it Love does, it. for people like us who are just meat reducers, going, hey, you know, I'm thinking about it. If I see it on the menu, maybe yeah. I'll give it a try. Yeah. It has to be really good for people like us to keep going back, right? right? right. So that's why things like the sausage are so important. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, if you're going to go to the grocery store, you're like, well, actually, I will get that because it tastes just as good, or I found a recipe that I'm u- utilizing it with, and that kind of thing. What other products before we go are you in? Are you developing right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're 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 going to be launching uh, our bulk products. So they, they come in the, the bricks or the chubs inside uh, the the grocery store. Uh, it will be an Italian sausage oh. off the hook. I mean, this is killer. I mean, you put it in a in a tomato sauce and you've got a bolognese like you, you wouldn't know. Uh, also, our breakfast sausage would be in a in a ground version, so you can create your own. Our burger, the same thing, so ground burger, and then. Uh, uh, taco, ground taco meat. Oh. Ground taco meat. Yeah. Can't wait for, for it. Plant-based Taco Tuesday. I'll try it. I'm ready for it. Good stuff. Uh, Danny O'Malley, where can people find out more about you and what you're doing? Uh, you can go to eatuncut.com. Ah, all right. yes. All there. Justin Martindale uh, already has it bookmarked. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, uh, Danny, for joining us, and you can find out more about him there. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Just wanted to keep you on the edge of your seat Yeah, there. what happened there? I realized my headphone volume was down. Oh. I Because I'm on the other side. I'm on the side with all the buttons right now because <laughs> we're about to get into Shaka Khan's national anthem performance. Or as I like to call her, Shaka Khan. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, we were like one second away from being on the air and I was like, I can't hear anything. So I ran over. <laughs> Neither could she. Yeah. Uh, that's true. You know, I will say it has always been a buck list thing of mm-hmm. mine to sing a national anthem at a game whether it's a baseball game a peewee softball mm-hmm. league or a whatever. foosball championship even a, a solid ping pong match mm-hmm. i'd love to sing the national anthem at something it just seems 
like fun. Um, but for Shaka Khan, that is not the case. And I don't want to give a, I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for anybody who watches The Masked Singer. The latest episode, she was unmasked. And I could not believe it was her because she used to be a really fantastic singer. And whoever was under that monster mask was awful. And it ended up being her. Miss Monster. And Miss Monster was, uh, yeah, there was a lot more that was horrifying about her than the costume. I mean, it was the... the Aw, the costume was cute. No the, co- no, the costume was cute. I'm just saying it's a monster. It's supposed to be scary. Oh, right. Um, but the performances, I was like, oh, my God. Who? And you could tell they were all being really nice because they were like, you sound like a legend. And I was like, ugh, I don't know who this is, but I don't know if they should have <laughs> gone on this show. And then, of course, over the weekend, we see that she has performed yes. at the at NBA, NBA All-Star, All-Star game. game. Someone lit the black flame candle and brought her back. <laughs> the legend has returned. <laughs> Here to perform the Star Spangled Banner is acclaimed singer, songwriter, and 10-time Grammy winner from this Chicago. This is the best part, by the way, the intro. Shaka Khan. Oh, say, can you see I mean... That wasn't even it! No, no, no. But the, the when you like the first three notes, you're like okay, and then when it went bang, you're like oh no, this is going off the rails. Yeah, is there more? We don't have any no, more. No, there's oh, more. Well, then let's hear We're it. We're gonna listen along. I mean, my God. The dawn's early light at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars. Oh, uh, sing songbird. streaming. Go on, Queen. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So I here, can't. I can't do anymore. Now here's the debate that I am proposing to everyone, and we can put this all, put it on, post it in our, our channel Q uh, DMs. Who did it worse, Fergie or Shaka Khan? <gasps> we should do a comparison. A comparison. Who sang? Who botched it the worst? Also, this reminds me of that um, SNL sketch with Maya Rudolph, where she sang oh, the national yeah. anthem. Give the proof through the like that's that's what I would have heard she's but, definitely going to make the top of a ranker list ooh, later I mean, on dang, the worst girl. performances ever I think we should compare it with Fergie's though we have to yes. see who took the cake on that uh, yep. and we also have some updates on drop the president the 2020 election and uh, dropping people who have uh, prison sentences Appar- apparently Donald Trump is pardoning everybody so if you have uh, yeah. a criminal record just go ahead and write it you, write get, a pardon. In. you get a pardon you get a pardon you get a pardon all that when we get back Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Can you see by the dawn's early light? What so proudly at the twilight's last gleam? Okay. Now, so having listened to Shaka Khan's national anthem performance and refreshing your memory on Fergie, yeah, where do you land? I'm saying Fergie. Oh, 
I'm saying Fergie because she turned it into this like weird burlesque cabaret <laughs> nonsense. It was like, blah, 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 blah. and then it's the, oh, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah. It was, but she, <clears throat> would she have done as bad without that? Because Shaka Khan was just bad. Shaka Khan was just bad, acapella. but Fergie joined the. I think because Bands, of the choice uh, she made. The Black Eyed Keys after that <laughs> after that performance. So I I, I, yeah. I I still think I still want to hear from the listeners who they thought was worse. Yes. If you have an opinion yeah. at DTS show, mm-hmm. you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. You can absolutely give us your opinion because I, I'm I'm thinking Shaka's worse, <gasps> to be honest. Oh. And I hate I love Shaka Khan. Like I said, I I saw her perform several years ago and she was fantastic. I love her music more so than Fergie. I just there was some choice she was making especially when she went low or was like or I was like no I think you could have I think you could have made a different choice there uh, speaking of choices you have a choice to make on Super Tuesday a lot of people still making their decisions on presidential candidates this is Drop the President Drop the President All right, there are a few things we need to get into. I'll get into some Bloomberg action, and you'll get into some Buttigieg action. Buttigieg, Bloomberg, Bloomberg, Buttigieg. (laughs) Still better than the national anthem. (laughs) Definitely better. So, the next debate is coming up tomorrow night. It's the Nevada uh, debate, and it is uh, they have announced who qualifies. I guess there's a deadline tonight, and they have announced that for the first time in this cycle, Bloomberg will participate in a Democratic presidential primary debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has qualified for the Democratic presidential primary debate just in the nick of time. He was get he's got the last poll that he needed before the deadline tonight, so he will be finally taking the stage with Joe Biden. Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren. Now, there still are two other people running that have not qualified. Who? (laughs) Tom Steyer. Okay. Who's still spending money on ads. He's still approving lots of messages, Mm -hmm. as far as we know. And then Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard is still, still there. Infiltrates. She's somewhere. She just she's just gonna get lowered from the ceiling by a wire, yeah. like Mission Impossible style. She's like, I'm wearing white. Yep. Yes. Totally. That is her thing. She's meddling. She's a great meddler. Mm. Um, but there are also were some rumors going around. This is gonna be a crazy debate. I'm sure a lot of people are gonna be attacking Mike Bloomberg about some of the things that he has said, some of the things that he said in 2016 and 2015. <clears throat> Who is the man behind the ads? And of course, they're gonna be attacking him for being a billionaire. And potentially having Hillary as a running mate. Yes. So that is the other rumor that was floating around all weekend was, is there going to be a Bloomberg-Clinton ticket? And Mike Bloomberg's campaign definitely downplayed the report, but there was, it says, sources close to Bloomberg campaign tell Drudge Report that candidate the candidate is considering Hillary as a running mate after their polling found the Bloomberg-Clinton combination would be a formidable force. No. But do we need no. the Hillary stank? No, we don't. <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say about that. Time. <laughs> No, right. I, I honestly, no, I feel like if, if he does, it's just going to get us back into that whole 2016 thing, and it, it's just going to be a big mess. People are going to bring up the emails, emails for the millionth time. If I hear time. one more, I'm going to block myself from saying it. It's if becoming a trigger emails, word. Shut up. Let's move on. Let's mm-hmm. get this <clears throat> oh. person out oh. of the White House. <laughs> 
Yes. All right. So then what's going on with Buttigieg? Because well, he did some kind so of a... I'm so glad you asked. Uh-huh. Um, queer activists disrupt Pete Buttigieg in San Francisco, claiming they deserve better. At the center of San Francisco's National LGBTQ Center of the Arts, two queer activists stood up and disrupted a private fundraiser for Pete Buttigieg after he received a question from the audience about his husband, Chaston. The packed room quickly booed the activists, drowning out their pointed questions on Friday with chants of, wait for it, mm-hmm. boot, edge, edge, oh. boot, edge, edge. See what they did there? You Which know, I don't even understand. Yeah. But... Um, this is what this is what kind of gets me. The activists were part of a group protesting outside the event that reflected a growing disquiet among the LGBTQ plus community when it came to the Buttigieg campaign. Buttigieg may be the first openly gay candidate to sweep the national stage to perform as well as he has in Iowa and New Hampshire, but more and more young queer voters say they feel he is not representative of them or their experiences. Okay. This is what angers me. Uh-huh. That we deserve better. We all deserve better. We deserve better now than what we have right now. But you know what? If he's out there and he's doing it, go for him. Have his back. Let him grow. Let him get the support he needs. Anybody than what we currently have is my take on everything. But this is what... We deserve better! Yes, but it's like everyone's squabbling among themselves. And it's like, we're all on the same team, aren't we? Yes, we're all on the same team. And we're all gay. Like, you're not even against... Like, you are all so gay. You're a queer activist. And you're pissed off at the gay guy guy who's running running for for president. That you will never, ever get. So why don't we... (laughs) Right, so why don't we focus on the bigger problems... This is what, like, the Republican like Party, like, no matter what, they're organized, and they're all very clear on their one goal. They're all behind this a-hole. They're yeah. like, this is our guy, okay? Yeah. At least they're committed, whereas on the other side, everyone's like, well, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> but then he said this about this. It's like splitting hairs. Yeah. Gay, gay hairs. Yeah, you know what we need? We deserve better than those people. Huh? <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Justin Martindale. Thanks what a for pleasure to be what here. What a pleasure. You're going to be here uh, till Thursday. Till Thursday, yes. And yes. then I have to go back into hibernation until you until find I people summon at you Channel a- Q. Yes, light the candles, <laughs> say a chant, and I shall return in the form of locusts. Oh, <laughs> that'll be great for the radio. I know, they love that. Um, all right, we have made some predictions on the show previously about who we think is going to come out in 2020. Yes. We did, uh, and I'd love to get your thoughts if you have any people that you think are going to come out in 2020. I did, we all did uh, an actor, actress, we did a singer, we did a dead person, because sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, we found a letter that Eleanor Roosevelt wrote to blah, 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 and then it's all of a sudden she's a big lesbian. I actually outed a ghost in uh, Georgia. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> uh, how yeah. can we... What? Yeah. We'll talk about it sometime. Okay, yeah. well, it needs to be uh-huh. when I summon you with locusts. Um, mm-hmm. That's... I need to hear about that. Okay, my, my wild card was Aquafina. Oh. My dead person was J. Edgar Hoover. Mm-hmm. My fictional character, you're going to love this one, the Babadook. Oh, yeah, that's definitely... Uh-huh. Singer was Lana Del Rey, and actor or actress was uh, Halle Bailey. So Who? uh she's she was the new Ariel. She's part of the um she's Oh, like Allie, dis- and ha- Allie and Hallie or yes, Hallie yes, and Allie? The sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was kind of more a shot in the dark, but I was like, it's gonna be a younger like Disney actress or something. Yeah. Okay. There have been a couple of there has been a fictional character that sort of came out. Okay. And we have an actor who plays a soup uh, plays. Does he play the Flash, Jesse? Do you have no, any idea? No, no, no he's no. a child, right? He's like the no. I don't watch any of the Marvel movies, but no. he's an actor from the Flash. He's like the mayor or something. 
the mayor of Flashville. The mayor always has some kind of a gay scandal, am I right? Yeah. Uh, Rick Cosnet is his name, and he has come out in the form of an internet post. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go back to that, Jesse. Go on. Go on. we got to do the proper introduction. Here we go. Who's going to be gay in the Marvel Universe? It's Closet Watch. Closet Watch. All right. So Rick Cosnett from The Flash, he's one of the actors in The Flash, he has just come out Ugh. in a minute-long post. Well, I thought he was supposed to come out in a flash, not a minute. Oh, okay. here's what he said. Dramatic pause. Um, I'm gay, uh, and I just wanted everyone to know because I've made a promise to myself to... To do uh, more guys. Live my truth every day. That is so boring. I am so over that lame ass excuse. Excuse? No, it's just like, I've wanted to come out to everyone because this is my truth. It just sounded so rehearsed and like everyone mm. said that already. And a YouTube video. What is this, 2015? <laughs> well, uh, he also put it on Instagram. Does that okay, help? Okay, there mm. we go. There we go. But I'm not shaming him, obviously, for being who he is. It's just kind of like, okay, You're shaming good. his method of coming uh, out. Yeah, it's just kind of like, well, just, just do it. Just do it already. Well, he did. I know. But it's like he didn't have to go through the struggle I went through. He didn't have to take a, a girl named Beth to prom. Oh, and, Beth. And put on a corsage and 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 do things. <laughs> did you have to do things with Beth that you didn't want to do? Oh, yeah. The scars are still there. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're right, though. That coming out is sort of taboo almost now. It is. It's well, like you come out and everyone's like, cool. Cool. We knew. Every, or everyone's like, yeah, everyone's gay now. Everyone's gay now. Everyone's so gay now. Remember, saying, it's like it's like drugs. Yeah. It's like, remember a good drug dealer? Like, it's like I walk around the streets in L.A. and I smell weed, and I'm just like, oh, that old chestnut. Yeah, but it used to be like weed. Oh, Who's whoa. smoking weed? Someone's doing drugs. Yeah, and I miss, like, going into an alley uh, and having code words yeah. for it. Like, I would always call up my my uh, guy, and I'd say, yeah. I want a, a Henry VIII. Yeah, now you go into MedMen, you're just like, it's like an Apple store, and yeah. you're like, what is this? And you're like, hey, welcome in. What do you want to feel? Do you want to feel this? You want right. to feel that? And I'm like, wanna... the, no. you know what? The novelty's gone. I want to, like, smoke in the car and be like, there's a cop. Put it down. Yes. Drive off. Yeah. yeah, and then that, that heart palpating feeling, yeah. like, while you're also high, it's yeah. great. Um, now, we also, in the form of superheroes, there has been uh, some commentary from Tom Holland. Uh, he's the actor currently playing Spider-Man. He says he wants to see a gay Spider-Man and that the next Spider-Man movie may feature a, a bisexual Spider-Man, or in other words, a Biderman. I'm leaving the studio uh, immediately. You, come on. A Biderman. A Biderman. If you think about it... <clears throat> Is it, is it, does he get kissed by Tristan Dunst? Oh. Uh, upside down, yeah, remember? Upside down. That was Who back cares? in the good old days. Bi Spider-Man is bisexual. I mean, you're wearing a Spider-Man outfit. Mm-hmm. You're wearing spandex. You're wearing spandex, girl. We get you're it. spewing things out of your hands. There, oh, God. I mean, Allie. there's a lot there. I'm just saying. It's not, Webb's not the only thing he's slinging. All, all of the superheroes <laughs> are like chasing after some weird gems. I mean, it's gay but enough. But that's what I want. That's what superheroes are supposed to be. They're all supposed to be like gender fluid and they'll mm -hmm. they're like vampires like they'll they'll, they'll just do whatever that happens i want i want gambit and i want wolverine yeah in a fantasy porn I'm there sure, i said it i'm sure that's already a tab oh i'm looking right. it up right now <laughs> news that are loser when we get back drop the subject the new channel q 
Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Justin Martindale with the beautiful, the fabulous Miss Allie Johnson. And it is my turn now to uh, play News It or Lose It mm. with you. So I have three topics. I'm ready. And you can say either you want to news it or lose it. You know how this goes. Mm-hmm. All right. The first one. You ready? Woman brings mini service horse onto a plane. <gasps> Ooh, you know, I read about this. Mm. I saw Brad Williams post about it. He was the mini horse. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he was bringing an actual horse <laughs> onto a plane. Oh, all right. Man who uses anglerfish stomach to masturbate ends up in hospital. That's it, yeah? Yeah, just because I don't, I need to un. I need to understand what any of those words mean next to each other. Anglerfish? I mean, I know what that is, <laughs> but he used it as a, a something. Uh-huh. He used it to masturbate. Yeah. I need to know how that works. It's, uh, it's like a little, yeah. And finally, Delta CEO says passengers should ask permission to recline. Mm, we're actually going to get into that a little later, more oh. in depth. So I'm going to lose it for now. Okay, lose it for now. And we'll bring it back. Table in it. Okay, we'll table this discussion we, because it is it is it is something that is going on currently. Absolutely. So we will, okay. The recline so, debate continues. So we've got two. So we have two subjects that we will talk about when we come back for That's drop right. the subject. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Ah. <laughs> it never gets old. I love ah, it. Don't you? I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. We are back with Drop the Subject. I'm Justin Martindale, and it is my turn to ask Allie some uh, very important topics that she has agreed to hear more about, to yeah. news them, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first one is from the New York Post. It is about a woman who brings a mini service horse onto a plane, wait for it, into first class. <gasps> that's that's some basic economy BS, if you know what I mean. See, I disagree, because at least you have room for the mini horse no, up there. No, no, no. Um, but let's just start off. Okay, a Michigan woman started, uh, startled passengers on a recent series of flights when she brought aboard a mini service horse and traveled with him in first class to California, which, by the way, Michigan to California is probably like three, four hour flight. Uh, I Ron- mean, she's got bank if she's doing first class from Michigan to California with a miniature service animal. Like, a yeah, miniature it, service sounds like, horse. it sounds like her bank account is pretty stable. Oh! Uh- Veronica Frost made the journey starting on February 7th with her equine companion, Fred, who was specially trained to make the high-altitude trip. She paid it... Are you still unstable? Uh, <laughs> uh, she wanted him to be comfortable. She wanted to have the most room. He, she dressed him up like a Lucha Libre wrestler, first of all. Oh, it's a it. whole thing to be a therapy and service horse. And she said everyone on the flight was sweet as pie. She said the experience went better than she actually anticipated. His flying days may soon be a thing of the past, however, because he U.S. Transportation Department recently announced plans to tighten the laws so that only dogs actually trained to help the disabled qualify for flights. Yes. As they should. Well, the laws around emotional support animals are a little unbridled. Look what you did. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. It's no stable. You have squirrels, peacocks, chinchillas, chupacabras. Anything (laughs) can be a service animal now. And uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. So good for you, mini horse. Yeah, well, you know, they do need to... Because... 
if peanuts, if we live in a world where peanuts are not aboard planes any longer,、mm-hmm. but peacocks and luch, you know, luche libre horses、mm-hmm. are allowed, I think there's some kind of. I mean, it's no wonder that the airlines are seeing some decline in people who want to fly. And why, it's, peop- and why people are snapping on flights. Yes,、like、why people I- are snapping.、Oh. And then you get out your phone, you've got a viral video,、mm-hmm. which is, I guess, the only plus in、mm-hmm. that situation. But it's sort of like the cruise ship situation we were talking about、mm-hmm. earlier. You're stuck once that happens. I mean, yes, you can do an emergency landing, but once you're on a plane, the doors are shut, you're in the air. See, Yeah, you're, and you're stuck. It's like the thing I look at a service baby, or some people call them children, <laughs> and I immediately just go, ah! Because、yeah. I know. I couldn't, if I saw a horse. I'd be happier with a、oh, horse, honestly. No. Mm-mm. Oh, I'd be, if, the, if someone brought a horse、nope. onto a plane,、nope. I would ask to switch so that I could sit next to the horse. It would stink. It would poop. Uh uh. I know, but horses, come on, they're so magical. It's a no, cool thing. No, but do you think if it was Southwest <laughs> Airlines, they'd offer, like, want to get an A? <laughs> drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Justin Martindale finishing up a news it or lose it. I used two out of the three stories、uh-huh. that you brought to the table. Actually, the third one, you kind of got a three for three because the third one we will cover just a little later in the、uh-huh. show. But speaking of finishing up, <laughs> this is a story. It is Tuesday. We had a long holiday weekend. And just when you think you know your neighbor, it just gets weird. Yeah. Oh, just so, when you know your neighbor, they start masturbating with the <laughs> anglerfish stomach. And here we go. A man who posted step by step updates says he pleasured himself with the stomach of an anglerfish ended up, surprisingly, in a hospital. <laughs> Uh, in a series of posts, this anonymous wanker from Japan <laughs> told users that he. Is that he, what it says? No, I just I didn't want to say. <laughs> I didn't want to say masturbator, so I'm going to just call him a wanker. Wanker, a hole, same thing.、Uh-huh. He told users that he works with anglerfish on a regular basis <gasps> and decided to try some stuff out with the fish's stomach out of curiosity. I just am amazed that you would immediately go to the stomach. You would think, but hold on. He described how he'd taken precautions. He carefully disinfected the fish organ using salt and ethanol before <laughs> rubbing it against himself. He showed it all. The detailed status is ended with a photo of him wearing the stomach on his hand <gasps> as though it were a glove.、Ah! And he accompanied the image with the short caption of, I'm taking my pants off now. What? I mean, if, what in the Instagram hell? So he went through all these precautions. It did not go, it did not go according to plan.、Um, he, went, he had to check himself into a hospital. Doctors apparently diagnosed the man with urethri- urethritis, an, inflam- an inflammation of the urethra, and put him on a course of antibiotics. It's believed he caught a parasitic infection during this process. The man said he also has to keep applying ointment in order to soothe the stinging sensation when he urinates. Okay, well, the fact that he went through a safety check and still got urethritis、mm. proves that's probably not the best form of self pleasure. I also will say there are plenty of products、mm-hmm. to purchase to aid in your self pleasure, to make yourself feel like you're doing the real thing.、Mm-hmm. There's probably another type of glove that you can get that's not. An anglerfish stomach. But also, this is what's even weirder, despite the less than positive experience with his urethritis.、Mm-hmm. I can't even say it. The man said he was keen to try trying it out with a dead squid. Oh. So, you know what? And, ladies, so- this is why you need to swipe left on men, okay? <laughs> They're trash. They、uh-huh. use fish stomach gloves. Where did you meet this guy, Sally? You'd never guess. Plenty of fish. Ha! <laughs> 
And they also say that anglerfish are the gateway fish. Anglerfish are the gateway mm-hmm. fish. I mean, I've heard from a friend. Just from a friend. Huh? Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. I've kept you waiting long enough. Drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Justin Martindale. Harry Styles. Heartthrob. Heartthrob. Dreamboat. Looks great in a dress. He really does. Doesn't he? He's always so chic and put together. I remember we would talk about him on What the Fashion, and I was like, he gets it. He's got that like bad boy imagery, mm-hmm. androgyny. But then he's also got this floral energy. Uh, yeah, he loves a good flower. That watermelon sugar rush, you know Yes, what I mean? exactly. Mm, mm, and mm. his new album just has a bunch of different fruits on it. Yes. I mean, it's and, and, he, and the nail polish goes along with it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, well, however, our dear, dear darling Harry Styles was reportedly robbed at Knife Point in North London during a night out on Valentine's Day. Okay, so what crazed female fan? Oh, you think? You think you know the story? The former, Harry, I love you! <laughs> the former One Direction singer handed over cash after he was confronted by a mugger near a pub in Spaniards Road, Hampstead, according to the Mirror Online. The Met confirmed it was investigating a knife point robbery in the area. It said officers had been notified of an incident involving a man in his 20s on Saturday. The Met said it was reported that a man in his 20s was approached by another man Mm. and threatened him with a knife. The victim was not injured, our dear, dear Harry. However, cash was taken from him. No arrests were made and inquiries are ongoing. Um, Styles Management Company has been approached for comment. The Pop star is due to perform at the Brit Awards later, which uh, where he is up for two awards in the male solo artist and best album categories. I did not know this part though that last year Harry, uh, a homeless man named Pablo Tarazaga Orero, oh, uh, was banned Love from him. going within 250 meters of the star after he was convicted of stalking, having spent months camped outside <gasps> his house. Wow. Whoa. And that's a guy? Yeah. A, ma- a homeless man. Homeless man. Wow. He's got a, he's these, got a wide he's, demo. He's got a good male on male like stalking. Fan base. Fan yeah. Base. Just like to appear to that many crazies. I just wonder what that says about you as an artist. I mean, I don't think anything bad. No, I'm like a little jealous, actually. I mean, minus the knife point. Do you have any, have you ever had any crazies? Um, I have, ones that I've dated, yes, okay, absolutely. no, but like fans oh, that come up um, and are like, hi, Justin Martindale. <laughs> I actually have, I yes. show you this switchblade <laughs> that I made. I made a doll out of human skin. It's got <laughs> hair, but I won't tell you from where. Yeah, it's- From an it's, anglerfish. <laughs> But I have, yeah, I have had, I've had the occasionals, but I always like treat it like, I always think it takes a certain amount of courage to come up to somebody and be like, hi, how yeah, are you? It does. But you know, knife point. I mean, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, it's like if they, if they were like, oh, we're going to pin this guy out and like rob him. And then they did it and it turned around. And it was the angelic face of Harry Styles lit up yes. in, the, in the gas lamp. You're like that guy. That yeah. guy's drunk. And, and it looks like, like he's got his wallet in his yeah. pocket. Let's see. And then he turns around. They're like, oh my God. It's Harry it's, Styles. Oh my God, Harry Styles. What's up, bro? Yeah. I, you know, uh, I need your wallet, but still, it was weird that the that the robbers coincidentally looked like Zayn and Niall from the same <laughs> band. They were like, his solo career is clearly taking off better than ours. Yeah, hey, buddy, I just want a little handout. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of handouts, President Trump <laughs> is handing out all Allie. kinds of. I beg your pardon. This is Trump around. <laughs> Trumpster is 
pardoning lots of people. He has pardoned, I believe, a total of seven right now. I think he's just done today. five pardons and two clemencies. He's just going buck wild today. So let's talk about some of the people that he has pardoned, what their backgrounds are, and why he has pardoned them. Uh, some of the names include former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich. 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 He was on. He was on Apprentice. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, former 49ers owner Eddie DeBartolo Jr. Blagojevich. That's what it was. Bla- yes, there mm-hmm. you go. Blagojevich. Uh, it's the for- name of an anglerfish. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the Blagojevich? <laughs> it's actually really, really great for self Okay, this is too much. Uh, former New York City Police Chief Bernie Carrick uh, and junk bond king Michael Milton, uh, Milken. So here's just a little bit about some of those people. Uh, Eddie DeBartolo Jr., he's probably the one that I know the most out of the, this list of names. San Francisco? Yes. He used to own the Niners mm-hmm. and during his time there he they won five Super Bowls. They were doing great. Then in 1998 he pled guilty to uh, a felony in a bribery case which led to him getting sent to federal prison. He didn't serve any jail time but he did pay over a million dollars in fines and he had to relinquish ownership of the 49ers to his sister. And And Jerry Rice, who is a huge, famous wide receiver on the 49ers, he actually is praising Donald Trump for making this decision. He says, we talk about we talked about him just being great, you know, trying to be the greatest of all time. And, you know, I take my hat off for Donald Trump and what he did. But wait, so he wasn't convicted. So what's the pardoning? No, he he was convicted. He was he pled guilty Mm -hmm. to the felony in the bribery case. Mm -hmm. He didn't do jail time, but he had to pay a million dollars in fines. And now he's been pardoned. So that's why oh, it's off like of off record. of his record. Yeah, some of these people are in jail unlike, and some unlo- of them aren't. Unlike his impeachment. So that's going to stay permanently right. on his record. Now, you know, this is just a publicity stunt because the 49ers just won the Super Bowl. They did not win the Super Bowl. They that's lost. right. It was a trick because uh-huh. I wanted to see if you knew <laughs> that Kansas City actually won the Super Bowl. Kansas City out of Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. No, nope. su- yeah. That, according to the president, right. yes, the Kansas City, right. Kansas Chiefs, mm-hmm. they did win. The Kansas Niners. Uh, the Kansas mm-hmm. Niners. All right, clemency was granted to Michael Milton, who was a legendary Bond king from the '80s, who served several years in prison for violating security laws. He was caught taking part in an insider trading scheme, and he eventually pled guilty to several counts of securities violations that were tied to a big scandal. And he paid six hundred million dollar fine. He was blah blah blah. He ended up getting sentenced to. 10 years in prison. He served served 22 months. So again, another person who is no longer in jail, but he, he was granted clemency. And there is a little bit of a theme here because some of the people or a lot of the people that were pardoned, actually them or their significant others have been outspoken supporters of Donald Trump. Hmm. So it's kind of under the guise of like, I'm doing the right thing here and these people have changed. But it's also, if you do a little digging, you find out like Rod Blug, Blug, whatever. Blagojevich. Yeah. He served eight years in jail, but his wife was on Fox News and was one of the people who was saying things like, oh, you know, this is a witch hunt during the (gasps) Russia investigation and all that stuff. So he is, there's always a reason. If you support him enough, Mm -hmm. he'll help you out. Exactly. So if you commit a crime, just go on the record Mm -hmm. saying you love the guy and you never know what's going to happen. And then that favor is going to have to come back in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. In the form of the Blugdanafish. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. The subject, Allie, Justin Martindale. Yeah. 
Just the Tip Tuesday. It's Tuesday, of course. We have to share life hacks, tips, and tricks. Things to, uh, you know, make life a little easier or things to extend your life. Mm. And it is flu season. I heard. It's also (laughs) coronavirus season. I don't think it's officially a season. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there are some precautions. You know, they say about 75 million people are going to be traveling this month, but that's just this month. I mean, get into the holidays, it's like hundreds of millions. I mean, it's crazy. But there's flight shaming going around, so a lot less people are going to be taking planes. They might do trains. They might do buses. Everywhere you go, the bottom line is that you're going to be around a bunch of dirty people that are coughing all over the place. Mm -hmm. So this is, for Just the Tip Tuesday, how to travel safely without getting something awful. How to travel without getting something awful. Boop. On an airplane, you have almost a 100-time increase from contracting a respiratory illness. If we bring a wipe... Wait a minute. Jesse... What happened to this? Oh, God, we have a virus. I need the beginning of it. Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Oh. Did you cut it out? We've got a virus in studio. You were offered this job on Friday. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yesterday, we were off. You want to make it in this town, kid? You got offered a job and then had a three-day vacation. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. And this is what I'm returning to. He's already slacking off. A memory loss. Okay, you're slacking off at your job. How do we stay safe Uh while traveling? Gio Benitez has more. As more than 75 million Americans are expected to travel this month by air alone, Dr. Nick Testa, chief medical officer at Dignity Health in Los Angeles, reminds us on this fake plane at Air Hollywood how to stay healthy when taking to the sky. Just for starters, I would love to board this fake plane. I would not. What is that like? Boarding a fake plane? Well, just why is there, where's the fake plane? I want to know where that's at. Did they have a lot of them? Probably. I mean, I guess. (laughs) On an airplane, you have almost a hundred time increase from contracting a respiratory illness. Mm. At least four strangers are touching your table tray, shade, armrest, and air vent. Okay, so at least four different people at any given time are touching all the things that you're going to be interacting with on a plane. And just to let you know, there's tips here on flying, busing, and training. If you're willing to take a train. So this is, we're going to start with the plane, and he's talking about the tray tables. According to one study, a tray table has 12 times more bacteria, harmful or not, per inch than your toilet seat at home. If we bring a wipe, we want to wipe it down with us, clean off the tray table. And air on board is circulated from ceiling to floor, filtered every two minutes. If a flu carrier sneezes, those passengers, because of the airflow to the sides and behind the sides, are most at risk. Okay, so the other thing is not to breathe because there are going to be people right. coughing mm-hmm. and sneezing. Mm-hmm. And the, I don't have a visual for you, obviously, because we're on an audio medium here on the radio on Channel Q. But when you sneeze, which Jesse just did, thank you, that's uh, two points docked. Jesus. They show all of the seats that are affected by your one cough or sneeze, and it's like 10 seats. Okay. So you're supposed to get on the plane, wipe everything down, and then not breathe until you get to your destination. Get your mask, get your antibacterial wipes, wipe the screen down because there have been people who are going through those movies with their sick-ass feet. The vents, everything. Don't trust anyone. Look at the baby with a harsh side eye sitting next to you. Mm. Look at your service pony aggressively. Mm -hmm. 
look at the back, the guy who's kicking your seat in the back aggressively. True. Because he can't recline. He's pissed off. Yep, that just happened. And then also, here's the thing. Get plain air. I'm going to plug them right now. It is a surface and air purifying travel mist. No way. Yes. Yes. It's a mist. (laughs) Yes, it's a mist. Say yes to yes. the mist. It kills 99.99% of harmful bacteria on the plane. You can put it on a surface. You can put it in the air. I think I think Dan Levy actually used it on his uh, like 10 or 15 essentials to live by, like traveling. Oh. It, it Honestly, get your mask, spray, and you can reapply. <laughs> Don't trust that just because you've wiped that dirty plane down, that dirty travel bucket down, mm. that you're going to be okay. Use it, use it, use it, use it. Justin, use it. you're always pushing a product of some kind. Last time it was the candles. I'm sorry. I am an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to buses, shall we? <laughs> no. You don't even realize how many things you're touching when you get on the bus. You'll present your fare. You'll touch that. You'll touch these steel bars. Move to the back if there are less people there. Staying close to that exit door where air circulates. So his tip for this is sitting on the back of the bus. No, strap yourself on top of the bus <laughs> with a firm belt like your full on Christmas tree style and just hope for the best. Wear some goggles in case some bugs hit you in the eye. Hook yourself onto that bike rack. Yes. Your seat selection can sometimes help protect you and on trains too. If you sit in the window seat, you actually decrease your chances for getting sick All right, because so window there seat. are less people walking by you. How far can germs really travel? But if you were to sneeze right now, what would happen? I can create a cloud of virus around me that extends 12 feet. So that's the people in front of me, the people behind me, and you, the person next to me. That's why Dr. Testa says, cut the small talk. Okay, so this is the final tip now. Don't talk to each other. Well, also on a bus. Don't talk to people on buses. <laughs> they have nothing good to say. That's... They're clipping their toenails. They want to talk to you about the toenails uh... that they're clipping. So just to close it out here. And by speaking, they might expose you. Correct. Just by speaking, you can introduce virus into the air. So I recommend decreasing the small talk when you're sitting next to anyone on the train. Okay, and so uh, well, don't also, speak. They left, out, they left out a very important thing to bring when traveling. Bring your own flamethrower. BYOF. Mm-hmm. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject. <laughs> Allie, you have to cover up a murder. Hi, here we are. Allie and Justin Martindale hanging with you today. Live radio, ladies and gentlemen. If you missed anything, please catch up on the podcast. Uh-huh. Drop the subject wherever you find your podcasts. Have a listen. Catch up on all things that you may have missed. And happy endings are coming next. So if you've thought of one already, feel free to tweet one at us at DTS Show on Twitter and on Instagram. By the way, on Twitter at DTS Show, somebody gave a new nomination for Worst National Anthem Performance. Oh, who is it? Who is it? It's Random Girl who did her, the National Anthem at the hockey at game, the hockey game yes. and then started twice and forgot the words and then came back out a third time and, just and proceeded to fall on her ass. Fail. Uh, dropped, uh, another person said at DTS Show, Fergie still Worst national mm-hmm. anthem performance, uh, and my early happy ending. Oh, you know what? I'm going to save that for the actual happy ending. Yeah, uh, I will save that. But definitely get yours in. Okay, Justin Martindale. Yes, ma'am. You travel a lot. I do. You fly a lot. Mm-hmm. Private planes. It's <laughs> not true. <laughs> uh, I did yesterday. Are you an economy man? Um, only when I have to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you fly often, then you want to be comfortable. It I'm makes a sense. comfort plus. I'm yeah. a big guy. I'm like I'm six foot four. You are? Yeah. Oh, you are a tallie. I'm a tallie. So when it comes to, then you probably have an opinion about the reclining seat Mm -hmm. or not. Because 
there is, I mean, this was a debate that was raging all weekend long. Oh, I because, tweeted. I tweeted about it. Oh, did you? Because mm-hmm. there's a video that came out where a woman, because like we said earlier in the show, everyone's recording everything, everything. on a plane because mm-hmm. there's any moment could be a viral moment. You don't know if there's going to be a mini horse. You don't know if there's going to be somebody kicking your seat or what's going on or people's pulling each other's hair out. Mm-hmm. So what happened was they were all eating and uh, and they had finished eating. So this woman, you know, got her tray uh, her uh, you know dinner or whatever taken away she put mm-hmm. her tray table up she decided to relax and recline her seat well I don't know if the guy behind her was done eating yet I think he was but he started punching her seat because he was upset that she was reclining hers and he wasn't just doing a one punch I mean he was doing like little uh, sort he of like massage chair like bumps like a like a like a like a bootleg Brookstone. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. But here's no the the thing is is that his seat did not recline because he was in the very back. Because he was in the very back row by the toilets where he belonged, <laughs> um, and that's the thing that was under some scrutiny was was she in the wrong for reclining her chair? And absolutely not, she was not in the wrong because she paid for a seat that reclined. This a hole. Got a seat last minute, I'm sure, right next to the wall where he couldn't recline. Or he did that new, like, basic fare economy where you don't even have, like, you barely get a seatbelt. Barely get a seatbelt. And then so he was just going by himself and, you know, he couldn't recline. She reclined and he's just being a dick, so to speak. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think that anybody should be. No, 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 no. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, don't mind the dump button to Jesse right now. It is a very fragile time for him, Justin. He will press it. <laughs> I know. Let's okay. haze the newbie. Yeah. All right. Ready? Dump. I'm going to say shh. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, but I don't like, I mean, if I think it depends on the length of the flight. Right. So if you're on a 40-minute flight, uh, first of all, your seat is not going to recline that much anyway. But to recline in that circumstance you're kind of like hey what are we all let's just all get through the plane ride we're, we're already in cramped spaces usually because it's a smaller plane whereas if you're flying internationally you know you're going to be sitting in that seat for an extended period of time so you got to recline every chance you get that was not an international flight that flight looked like it was going from i'm going to say detroit detroit to arkansas <laughs> just to the state of arkansas little rock <laughs> Detroit's a little rock. It was definitely... Uh-huh. And also, she has her arm out filming this guy, and he's just like... <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not saying that what he did was okay. <clears throat> no, I he... think it just raises the debate of when to recline and when not to recline. Mm-hmm. There is somebody who reclined their seat when they were done eating, but I was not done eating. And they reclined, and my lunch was basically in my... I mean, it's already in your lap, but it was very inconvenient to finish eating with a seat fully reclined like that. But, Not that I would hit someone's seat, but you're like, come on, just wait till dinner service but nobody, is over. What are you supposed to do? Turn around and be like, excuse me? I'll no, finish. but you do a little side check. No. If I look behind me and I'm like, oh, she's still eating, Mm-mm. I'm going to wait to recline. Everyone so you're behi- on the recline side of Everyone things. behind me is not a person. <laughs> I don't look back. I don't check. Mm-hmm. When I get up and get my bag, I look back and go, oh, there were other people on this plane. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Okay. Thanks, Ambien. So- <laughs> and vodka. And vodka. This report has brought to you, is brought to you by Ambien <laughs> yeah. and vodka. Yeah, yeah. You're reclining in your brain. Mm-hmm. All right. Happy endings after this. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. I buried it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> drop the subject with Hallie and Justin Martindale. We're already making plans for tomorrow. Yeah, we I, are. I'm excited. I'm excited for this this week. Me too. Yeah. Uh, at least till Thursday. At least till Thursday. Mm-hmm. We'll have Dr. Jen on Friday answering all your love, sex, and relationship questions. Ah, oh, man, now I need to come back. Yeah, you can come back. You can call in too. I probably will. Uh, so if you missed anything, highly recommend you check out the podcast, which is Drop the Subject, wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen. You missed a lot today. We talked about... Oh, all kinds of things. Shaka Khan and her and her and national anthem performance. We talked about plane cru- etiquette, cruise ships, plane etiquette, coronaviruses, coronaviruses. We talked about talking um, to other people on the bus, the future, and what we what we should have expected and mm-hmm. what we can expect. We talked about plant based uh, products. We ate plant based products. We ate plate. And we haven't thrown them up yet? No, I'm actually really enjoying them. Me too. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, So all that stuff you missed, definitely check out the podcast. Okay, happy endings. This is the time where we say goodbye. But the bonus here (laughs) is that we take something that maybe we covered in the show that was kind of sad times and we Mm -hmm. make it happy times. We put a little silver lining on it give you something positive to take into the rest of your day. Do you have a, a happy ending, Justin? Oh, Allie. <laughs> I do. I really uh-huh. do. You know what? We talk about the national anthem. We talked about, you know, Shaka Khan and how she was booted off the mass Singer as Miss mm-hmm. Monster. And then yeah. she performed at the All-Star Game and she kind of butchered the national anthem. I can't sing the national anthem. No one can. Oh, is that the um, silver lining? No, I think Demi, Levo- Demi Lovato did a great job at the Super Bowl, but I, I just feel like we shouldn't be too hard on Shaka Khan. You know, she's she, I feel for her. Mm-hmm. I think I love her. And um, Are you was, just making all this up? No, that was a line from her song. Oh. Okay. Anyways, I'm not going to be too hard on Shaka Khan because I'm going to say she did mess it up. But you know what? At least somewhere in L.A. or somewhere... Stacy Fergie Ferg Ferguson mm-hmm. is waking up like Snow White and being like, "Ah, oh, thank you, God." Mm-hmm. And now thank I can go. You. And now I can live and go up in the gym and, and work on my fitness. So I am. I'm happy that Shaka Khan has taken the torch from Fergie yeah. as the worst national anthem so far. Yeah. So props to Fergie Ferg. Well, I'm still not getting up out of the booth for you during Pride. Sorry. No, definitely not. <laughs> at Oaktown Girl on Twitter uh, at DTS Show. If you're not following us already, please do. She had a happy ending that was related to Shaka Khan as well. Shaka Khan might have ruined that performance, but at least now she can blame Miss Monster and say it wasn't her. I don't know if that's how it works at Oaktown Girl. You but... can't just blame the furry, which happens. <laughs> a lot in the furry community uh-huh. and if you're a furry out there I'm sorry that you get blamed for a lot of things it's true it's yeah. true don't throw them under the bus do you have one Jesse yeah I do so um, y'all may have eaten all of the un- uncut sandwiches oh god they were people <laughs> they were people weren't they no, wait, go. no you ate them all I didn't get any okay, yeah. but at least but, but at they least, were people yeah at least I got a hat though so. oh, you yeah, did get you a did, hat did. you did get a hat you did get a hat that says uncut across it which That's will good. look perfect yeah. in West Hollywood <laughs> Uh, my my happy ending is as follows. We may not live in a world that has invisible computers, but we do live in a world where people pleasure themselves with anglerfish stomachs. Mm. And it's stories like those that make me thankful that I'm in radio because I get to share stories like that with the public. And as long as there are weirdos out there self-pleasuring with angler stomachs, I'll have a job. But you know what I'm really proud of you for? 
looking at that from a different angler. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.